Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We're coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania, where we're taking what we learn about ancient truths and the person of Jesus into our everyday life. Check out whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark for the sermon and resources that we're using for our conversation today. Thanks for joining us. Um, we are just this episode and one more, right? In season two, I think season two, maybe it'll be season three. I don't really know. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Whatever makes sense to you guys. Yeah. So let's real quick uh, say who we are. And the question to kick us off, um, courtesy of my life group, is what is your favorite cleaning product or what's like a miracle cleaning product that you've seen? You want to go first? Yeah. Hello, everyone. Sarah McCosco. Um, I would say, is it Mr. Myers? Mrs. Is it Mrs. Wow, you're sexist. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's that's Mrs. my favorite. Like any? And I yes. Okay. And I just started their dish soap, and I really like. Oh, the dish is that soap good? Too. Okay, good. Yeah, and I love a good Windex. I feel like it's pretty versatile. There's Totes. Myers Cleaning Project. I think we have Mrs. This. You probably do. Are they? Yeah, yeah. It has that. like really good scents. Okay. They clean really well. Yeah, they're like non all the things. Like you can eat them. I like no like method. animal blubber in them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I love a good method. Oh, it's a okay. good brand. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a lot of cleaning. What does that mean? Yes. You took everyone's answers. To. Okay. okay oh, ahead. dogs. Yeah, the dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Method's a brand or just... Method is a brand. Oh, I thought you were like, it's I the love target a good brand, method. right? I'm like, me too. <laughs> I just love my Sponsors. methods. I love a good method I love a good method. Well. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors at Grace. Uh, my favorite is, and it comes with a story. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. one, uh, see, uh, Sophia was like two and a barely even two and a half. And Isabel, my youngest daughter, was... Boy, maybe two months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I was out doing something at some point. I was out and about doing something, and Emily had to take the trash out real quick. And so she's like, Isabel's in like the swingy thing, and Sophia's playing right there. And she's like, I mean, 18 seconds oh, to go no. take the trash out. No, no, no. When she comes in, she hears Isabel screaming. And Sophia, like a, a maniac, a is holding a spray bottle of cleaner, spraying <laughs> it in her face. Oh, my God. And Isabel is like open eyes and mouth and everything, and, and this is like a uh, uh, <laughs> this is scarred Emily for life. So love you, babe. Um, however, but Mike's not allowed. She had to like open the eyes and like under the water, oh, and she, everybody's no. crying. Eye and wash. What? So that's that. Whatever product that is is my favorite because it's remember like remember what it was. No idea, but it's in our house. We don't do anything other than that because it's like all natural and all the whatever. Well, obviously, uh. no. Like she called poison control and there she was reading off the ingredients. Like oh nope, that's actually pretty good. You're fine. Just it sucks, but just keep washing. Because I mean, so, your house isn't clean, but your kids doing good. <laughs> your so kid it didn't polished. like blind my daughter. So whatever wow. that brand is, wow. we can ask Emily later. Yeah, that's yeah. My Emily, favorite. could you please? Yeah, let us know. Also, Verify. if you think you're a bad parent, join the club. <laughs> It's for real though. You, those you are, are the mistakes you make. Yeah, you are. You're in. You if you're a parent, too, yeah. If you're a parent, you're in the bad parent club. So that's my favorite cleaning product. That's children are you, fast. You freaking leave those kids alone for one second. Oh forget about wow. it. I literally just said that to Nicole. Hi, I'm Stephen. Um, I, I have a wife called Nicole. Apparently, um, not apparently. I do have a wife called Nicole. It's not me. What What is going on here? Siri. Her noises. Oh. Nope. I think silent. my watch just started talking for no reason. Oh, Listening oh, to you. Um, yeah, we were literally talking about like, wow, what is going on? Take it off. I, yeah, but I'm afraid he's going to talk over there. And I'm going to the microwave. Just throw it at the door. <laughs> um, all right. Um, if you're still listening, <laughs> yeah, this still is listening. Exiles. My name is Stephen <laughs> for you. the fourth time. But we were, Nicole and I were just talking about like having kids. It's like, it goes from zero to like 10,000 miles an hour in yeah. half a second. Yes. 
It's wild. <laughs> we were driving. Insane. Our kids go to Erie first. And we were... Um, sponsor. <laughs> sponsor. I feel like I sponsor someday every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my gosh. I, I like... You know when you, like, step out of your body for a second and, like, take inventory? I'm like... Mm. It is mass chaos in this car. Uh, like we're trying to listen to something. We're trying to talk. The kids are in the uh, back. They're like yelling. one minute they're happy and then the next minute they're screaming and they're arguing and then they're high fiving. And I'm like, there are so many emotions in this yep. ten minute drive. It's like maybe yeah. a moment of clarity and you're like, what is you're my like, life? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Uh, cleaning product. Yeah. I don't, oh yeah, that's I right. Have I have no idea. Um, but we do have this. <laughs> we have this tall white. Bottle, Nicole. If you're listening, you can <laughs> tell us what it is. <laughs> um, but it's got like purple accents, so the brand, like the color, is white and purple. But honest. it will get out any stain. Oh, any stain. Okay. Um, like I've yeah. used it a lot. Yeah. Over the years, kids poop the whole stuff. Yeah, the whole yeah, deal. yeah. Any stain, like uh-huh. red wine on a carpet. Any stain, like you got to get it within. You know, you got to yeah, get right. the stain yes. within like, you know first five day. minutes or mm-hmm. whatever. But we literally had. Like one of those, I don't know, these people are terrible people, but um, who have the, what are those, the, what are the things that the kids have and then they break it as gel? What oh is it? gosh, what the Orbeez or whatever? I don't know. Or those slime, those yeah. types of products yeah. no. that yeah. like are slime. Yeah, slimes. Oh, we slime. had. I we can't, had I banned like, slime in my house. I can't remember if something broke, but anyway, we walked into the playroom <laughs> and it was like this big blue puddle oh. of and it was like slime i don't know if something broke yeah but it had been there overnight oh no and we literally just bought this rug Ugh, and of obviously we we're like oh my gosh like, this is life you know vanity yeah. vanity vanity yeah. everything's yep. vanity, Everything is vanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. but we used that product and it got it all out it got it all yeah, out yeah awesome wow. well if only we knew what it was <laughs> maybe we'll find yeah. it Please this has been really good content you guys in case Danielle? you don't know what good content is it's this what's yours i'm a dawn girly so Dawn Power Wash, this is the opposite of everything you guys use, is so awesome. Do you use all like everything? Do you yes. clean like it the little ducks stainless and steel. stuff? Dawn Power Wash that is and a paper towel. Because I have stainless steel. Okay. And it Once it did that, I was like, excuse me, shout out to Lisa Engler. Sponsor? For telling me about that one. I would love for Dawn Power Wash to sponsor us. That would yeah. be amazing. We just have them display. And then, yeah, I am a duck. Like You clean the little duckies? Well, no, I just learned... Yesterday, actually, that's why this is on my mind. Um, it like for stains, if you use the like actual Dawn soap that they use on the ducks, gets anything out, like mm. fabric wise. Mm. But Dawn Power Wash surfaces, whew, amazing. Never knew that. Left a pan on the oven too on the stove too long. Come back in a minute, it's gone. You're good. Wow. So anyway, that was fun. Convenience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is convenience. It probably is chemicals or whatever, but oh, I'm, not, I'm not going to spray it in Dax's eyes, but. <laughs> or mouth. Or, or mouth. <laughs> That's, we'll get those products for you if you care. We probably don't. <laughs> this was fun. All right. Hey, okay. So <clears throat> speaking of telling us the names of products and stuff, we got uh, a cool email. Um, and I'm not going to share like all the email because it's, it's personal and everything, but I just wanted to use that to like tell you guys, like if you do have questions for us or if you just have like things you want to get off your chest, if there are things that um, maybe we say and you're like, what? No. Like you don't have to agree with us. I think if the four of us really got into it, there are things we 100% probably disagree on. But the point is 
we can have conversations about it. And so we really do welcome that. And um, this email that we got, I'll just do a couple of highlights from it and want to get your guys' thoughts too, because I thought these were maybe a little bit more universal, like from what that person submitted. Um, I'll quote one thing and the rest of the things I'll just do a couple, just just uh, paraphrase. But this person said, um, we had talked, uh, I think two weeks ago about um, the earthly good thing not being the full prize, but Jesus is the prize. And this person wrote, what do we do when it doesn't seem like Jesus is a very good prize? Be yeah. And, you know, I'll start just because I've thought about it probably longer than you guys. But um, I don't want to blame everything on being American. But for me, this one, this is an Achilles heel for us because if I'm being honest with myself too, like I have a lot of comforts. I have a lot of things that I'm happy about. And sometimes it could be really easy to be like, what, why would Jesus be a better prize than that? I like what's going on here. I get, I get that sentiment, I guess is what I want to say. It's so, yeah, I, I, I can relate to that for sure. I think that's a really honest comment and question. Um, that I think most people are afraid to ask. Sure. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can, I mean, I, I think about that. So when I think about death, mm. I've always <laughs> envied or felt disconnected from the Christians that are like, I'm okay to die. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I really like yeah. it here. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and that, you know, because then the natural response of that group is that you don't have enough faith and, you know, yeah. do you... What's better, you know, mm -hmm. ahead of you is, you know, is better than what's, be but I really like my life. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I have a really blessed life. Yeah, you, you um, do. I'm not done with my kids and my wife. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that I want to see and enjoy. Yeah. And I don't even know if I get to the end of my life, if I will feel any different. Maybe I will. Who knows when I'm 75. Um, yeah. But like, there was something that hit me. Now, the other Derek was actually talking, it was when Tim Keller passed away mm -hmm. and he, mm -hmm. Derek was telling me a story. He read an article, um, about somebody who was with Tim Keller as he was passing mm -hmm. and, um, Tim Keller, he always says something profound, oh, right? he's but, a, mm -hmm. yeah, he's a genius. but he said the simple uh -huh. phrase, he was like, well, that's it. That was my turn. Oh man. And like that continues to play in my head. Like, yeah. That was my turn. Yeah. He's like. Well, that was my turn to a make a difference, leave a mark on the life, leave a legacy, yeah, you know, all the things. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, whoa. I mean, that mm -hmm, yeah, that puts things into perspective. Totally. So I'm like, at 75, like, who knows? Maybe Are I don't know why I keep saying 75, but it could be it could yeah. be sooner. But <laughs> like, will I be satisfied yeah. with my turn? Mm -hmm. You know. And so, mm -hmm. I think to that point. I think there's there's some introspection that has to happen as well. Like, why are we not satisfied? Oh yeah, with the idea of be Jesus being a prize as well. Is it because we still have stuff to do? I don't know. I'm just yeah, talking, no, you're fine. Yeah, talking off the cuff. Just yeah, you can talk. Yeah. Thinking out loud here. Yeah, that's right. I relate to that question a hundred percent. And I've been in ministry my whole life in some capacity. Um, so. Yeah. And along those lines, please don't ever think like, I don't want to speak for you, but like just because someone works at a church or somebody is a pastor or someone's been a pastor for 30 years or whatever it is, that doesn't mean that person has like arrived at some no. finish line. Mm -mm. We're all at different stages of this thing. Yeah. Um, and of course, 
as a pastor, you're, you have a specific higher calling and all those kinds of things, but like nobody's untouchable. Nobody's perfect. A lot of the things I know for me, like I find, I find myself talking about things in a way that I hope is helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that can come across oh, yeah. as me saying, I have done these things yeah. and that's yeah. not my intention. That's really if great. I've done them, I'll say it, but I don't want to try to be helpful in a way that makes people think that I'm perfect or inauthentic or yeah, that's really good. There's no this, doubts. this song, yeah. um, worth it all when I finally reached the end mm-hmm. and I'll say it was worth it all. You have to sing it. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. No, nobody, nobody wants that. <laughs> um, but that song, mm-hmm. when I, so when I moved from Scotland, you know, as you get older, you, you get different perspectives, but yes. when I moved from Scotland, like I would hold on to that as a hope, but I would almost cling to it in confidence but as I get older, I cling to it with less confidence. Mm. And I say that because my parents are now 75 and 74. And like, yeah, was it worth it? I've been here 15 years. I mean, that's 15 years of memories I've missed out on. Yeah. 15 years mm. of laughter I haven't had. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so, you know, when she asks a question like that, that's mm-hmm. where my brain goes. It's like, I mean, I've given up a lot yeah you know that i'll never be able to get right you made a choice yeah yeah the choice was made and Mm -hmm. so i hope when i get to the end that it will be worth it and i believe in my heart that yes that will be true yeah but you know as she asks there's still there's still that question yeah it's fair you know i think there is that that question is probably i think every christian asks that question yeah yeah I ask that question mm-hmm. today. I will probably ask that tomorrow. I will probably ask that the next day. Is mm-hmm. Jesus worth it? When I'm in a situ- emotionally charged yeah. situations, when I'm in, um, Paul dwelt on this question. Mm-hmm. When he's like, I, I, you know, uh, uh, you know, those of us, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then we're the most of all to be pitied. Yeah. If, if this Jesus thing, if this prize doesn't turn out the way he thinks it is, and we're actually pit, he must have had think- oh. in prison thinking about, mm-hmm. is this worth it? Mm-hmm. Is this real? Yeah. Like I've thought, like, what if what if this whole thing is made up? And I'm, I'm just those are things that I, that yeah. I come to. What I think is cool about that asking that question, I think God is, God is concerned with the ends. Mm-hmm. Although He's clearly taking care of that, we can read Revelation to see how it ends. But He is just as honored and glorified in the means, yeah, and the and the journey. Mm-hmm. At, maybe even more so than the destination. So even the fact that this person is asking that question and wrestling with that, I think that's a God-honoring, God-glorifying yeah. question to wrestle with. Yeah. And to me, it's kind of like when, when Derek talked a couple months ago about the, the unforgivable sin. If yeah. you're asking, have I blasphemed the Holy Spirit and done... probably means you haven't. Yeah. If you're asking this question, it, what do I do if Jesus doesn't always feel like the prize and mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure? I would say I probably... I have a degree of confidence in where your heart is. Yeah, yeah. And, and keep asking. Yeah, and keep asking. Keep yeah, chewing on it. That's good. That's good. I think, uh, yeah, and along with that, a, another kind of topic in that email was just the idea of like over-spiritualizing God's involvement with things when to this person it seems like it's really just life unfolding. So like when they hear stories from people, you know. Um, yeah, and that's interesting. Like how do we know when something is God and when something isn't God. Um, and that will be the, 
I mean, that will be the question. It's the question mm-hmm. at the end. It's attention. Yeah. yeah. To hold. The human responsibility versus divine sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that interplay? Yeah. How much is God in control? How much mm-hmm. does God step back? Mm-hmm. How yeah. much does he leave to us? Right. Like, because I, I agree with you. I think, I don't think that the church over the years has done a great job. Um, I have an interesting relationship with over-spiritualizing things. Yeah. Um, I usually respond very negatively to mm-hmm. it. I've seen it abused. I've seen it yep. used to abuse others yeah, um, to control situations. So yep. I respond very guarded mm-hmm. in those situations. I don't like them, um, nor do I tend to like the people that, you know, yeah. use it as ammunition. Um, so I can appreciate that 100%. But I, I think we need to do a better job of... Uh, appealing to logic at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, the over-spiritualized people tend to reject logic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think there's there has to be some level of sensibility somewhere mm-hmm. in, in the middle that, yeah, maybe this is just a result of your dumb decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Take responsibility, yeah. yeah. Maybe this is just life unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, and where does God live in the mix of that? I, I think the danger that we've tried to accomplish is build a structure or um, come up with answers around that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's this thing or it's that. Right. Like I keep going back to this savvy, you know, savvy yeah. follower idea. Like Jesus didn't code this. He's the way that I need to respond every single time. Mm-hmm. It was like, here I am in this situation. I mean, mm-hmm. Sarah talks about yeah, it, sure, yeah. you know, this week as well. Uh, here I am in this situation. Um, here I am faced with this question. I'm discerning what I what I need to do. So I think the ten I don't know if the tension that she feels is going to necessarily go no, away. No, I don't think so. Um, but I think it, there's health in mm-hmm. at least acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Like we all feel it. Well, and I think the she so said, Danielle, like the Achilles heel of American culture is the comfort, and that yeah. that can make it hard to see Jesus as a prize. I think another Achilles heel for our culture is is the 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 logical rationalism. Mm-hmm. The there's got you know, the modernistic way of thinking that there yeah. has to be scientific a b c d so what i would say to the person who wrote this is uh, agree with what you're saying Stephen. also i would encourage him or her to kind of hold that tension and be open to the possibility that mm-hmm. god moves miraculously he might have done the god could have orchestrated yeah. mm-hmm. the means to bring about whatever it is mm-hmm. so it's right it's a healthy thing to wrestle with we yeah. should god is honored by the wrestling with these difficult questions we don't need to god's not waiting for us to figure this out come on dummy like as we right. wrestle with it, it honors and glorifies him. And I think it's being open to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need more people like this individual mm-hmm. within the Christian community to yes. be honest about yeah. Yeah, what, openly what honest. they're wrestling with. I mean, I'll yeah. be transparent and say when I grew up in the Christian, you know, within Christianity in that culture, and I always felt like I couldn't ask questions mm. because there's that sense in which, oh my gosh. They're doubting their faith, so therefore they must not yet be saved. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily true. I just have these questions that, um, and so I just, I think the more that we can create cultures, so I'm happy that hopefully this podcast has fostered a little bit of a culture where she feels comfortable enough to ask the question. Mm -hmm. So if that's true, then awesome. But I think we just, we have to work hard at creating those cultures for people to feel safe to Mm -hmm. Agreed. To bring up the doubts and the hard things. I also want her to feel safe and taking that email and sitting down and literally reading it to Jesus. Yeah. Like, 
this is this is literally and I'm I'm I thought about that when I've been sitting on it. Has she sat down and like been like, I'm gonna read this email to you? Yeah, I don't and know. The, and like just because that was a big shift for me when I started realizing and feeling safe with Jesus that I could be bold and say anything to him and it wasn't going to be a bad thing because he can handle it. Mm -hmm. I felt there was a big shift. It's not going to be immediate, but like your relationship just shifts, I think, mm -hmm. in my mind. How, so so I how, hope. Can you explain that shift or try yeah. and explain that shift? I think it ties back to Danielle and I talk about this a lot in podcast where we felt we have to have everything buttoned up before we bring it to him. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're just raw and everything is very, um, you're just in the worst of the worst with it, or you're having these really big doubts or feelings, when you take it to him and you're at your worst point with it and you're just super bold with him and you're just very, very transparent and you're not trying to be like perfect and all buttoned up, something, something just changes at least for me and everyone's journey is different, but I just stopped in terms trying. of like vulnerability kind yeah. of stuff or but okay. like you just, I don't know how to put internally this. peace. Like as it is. Yeah. I think okay. that it's that too, but you, you, I, for me, I'm just going to do it personally for me. I heard him differently. Hmm. I okay. became more aware of him. Like, because I wasn't trying to do it myself. Like I literally just dumped it out and I'm like, you gotta, you gotta help me. Like, I don't, I, this is how I'm feeling mm. and you, I don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I let him take over it. And I just feel like because of that, I was. Mm. Like I just, con you consciously asked Jesus, you consciously, more aware of him. consciously processed yes. whatever it is with mm -hmm. him. Yeah. I would hope at some point if she hasn't already and if she needs to do it again, I would love to see her just sit and read that to him and be mm. like, I'm feeling so much and mm. see. Just sit in it. Mm. Yeah. I feel let down by you. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Tell him like, yeah. just tell him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's a, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's a good point too, is that we can have doubts. We can have these discussions. Yes. We can have all these things like we're all saying, but we also can choose a perspective. Yes. We can mm -hmm. choose a posture. So you can choose a posture of having all these doubts and things and leaning in to Jesus, mm. or you can have a posture of backing away or leaning back and having that. And this is not to over-spiritualize, but for me, I and this is not like, oh, I'm like awesome. I, I lean in with it. Intentionally. I, intentionally. Like I'm gonna have this perspective. I believe Jesus is who he says he is. I believe what he says is true. I am still not okay with these five things. Yep. And here's the thing. I don't want to get emotional. This is hard. Like this life is very, <clears throat> very difficult. And so, so like for me, for example, I've been going through all these health things and I have this, I don't want this to be a cancer podcast. Okay. But I have this <laughs> cancer diagnosis. <laughs> and so that is not easy. It is not. It is very, very difficult. And I'm not over-spiritualizing. I'm just being honest when I say I feel myself raging about it, mm -hmm. but I also f physically feel myself leaning on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I don't mean that in like an, uh, in an over-spiritualized way. I mean it in just like, this is how I've chosen to walk through it. Is it making it better? I have no idea because I don't know what it feels like to do it the other way right now. But being able to go to him with that rage, does it help you? 
with oh, yeah, that rage. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course it does for me. It's um, taking that weight off of yourself and yeah. putting it on him, which is what he wants. Right. And it helps you with that rage. Right. And, yeah, no, there's m- millions of people going through millions of different things. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I just don't want anyone to think that we're like, oh, just do it like this and everything's yeah. great. No. These are just our experiences and what we've gone through and how we feel about things based on what we know of God yeah. and know of Scripture. And anyway. And you bring up the present day and what things are like in America and the world. Everything is right now. Yeah. And it's hard when you start getting very bold and having these conversations because as humans, we want it like, yeah. we want to feel this, like feel something or something to happen. And mm-hmm. you have to realize that like, that's not always going to happen. Sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. And, but his timing's always right. And it just ties back to last podcast about faith. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I, think, at him. I mean, I, I feel like I constantly come back to this Christian culture stuff as well. Yes. But I just think we've had like, we felt the need to defend God. And I know I've said this before in other podcasts, we felt the need to defend God. So therefore the stories that we seek out within the Christian culture um, are just stories of success. Right. Or finish you know, line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finish yeah. line are, I once was a heroin addict. Now I'm right. healed. I once had cancer. Right. God healed me. Right. Um, but we don't often seek out the stories where people just, the everyday stuff. where the story ends and says, I'm angry at God. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think and I'm going through it. Honestly, I think we need, yeah. we need more of those stories because yeah. I, I, you know, we've had this whole deconstructing, you yeah. know, um, <clears throat> what's deconstructing movement mm-hmm. um, that has happened over the last few years. And I, you know, obviously there's a deep well of, mm-hmm. you know, why that happened. But I think part of it is, is like people just feel disconnected yeah. to this perfect Christianity. Yeah, of course. Because people go, no, that's not what I feel. And that's <laughs> right. not what my life is. And, you know, I grew up in church and I got told all these success stories and sure, yeah. as a teenager, I bought into them and mm-hmm. the emotion of them and they were great and I felt inspired, yeah. but, <laughs> but when they say it's cancer, I no longer feel inspired. Oh, like right. what, um, what do I do? And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, you know, all that should be thrown by the wayside. No. Obviously there's benefit to that mm-hmm. and, you know, and truth um, to it, but and seeing balance, God's faithfulness right. and, and obviously, yeah, all of that stuff is helpful, but I think as we've dipped you know, or dive deep in mm-hmm. that end of things. I think we started to dip our toe in yeah. the end of tension and embrace that and tell those stories so that That's people good. can go, okay, life is hard yeah. and these Christians don't have it all together. Yeah, uh, And it's okay good. that it's hard. And it's okay that it's okay It's okay to admit it. It's Oops. okay to be mad about it. It's okay yeah. to... Yeah. Because you're not going to avoid it. <laughs> right, no, it's and just, we know that. Hard. Yeah. yeah, we know that. Yeah. Um... And this all goes with what we're going to be talking about today um, with Pastor Sarah's sermon. Um, her big idea is that Jesus wants to lead us from fear to faith. And um, so she gives us, you know, her her context is um, that Jesus is son of God and son of man. So as we see him in this story, um, walking through this, what'd she call it? A Markian sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. And then she describes so, sandwiches. I, I, oh, she describes sandwich. I know. I'd go for a BLT. That should have been the question of the day. Yeah, it should have been. Oh. What's your favorite sandwich? Fail. Yeah. That should have been it. <laughs> My watch really wants to be on the podcast today. <laughs> it really does. Um, yeah. So, the, so let's talk about it the way she talked about it. So we have these characters that we're looking at. Uh, Jairus, the disciples, um, the bleeding woman. That's my favorite. Um, 
and in, in all of these things, us being prone to fear and doubt, which is kind of hmm. a little bit of the root of some of the stuff we're talking about here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so who, what, what do you guys pick up on? Like, what do you want to, what characters did you resonate with? What part did you? I always resonate with her. I oh, always do. Yeah. Like she had the tiny, she had the worst scenario and, and for her, she was literally the worst of the worst and their society eyes, you know, and mm-hmm. she, she had never really, I, I kind of wonder like how much she had been following him, but what, like what her relationship was like with, did she have any like Probably relationship not. with God in any way, shape or form oh, is anything yeah. like, you know? And then she was like, I can t- just to have that little bit of faith. Mm-hmm. Like it just shows that even just the tiniest bit can take you so far with him. And he was so kind. I just love it. I love the whole story. I, I loved, I love the way Sarah told this story. Like yes. she told, I mean, yes. Yeah. Got it, like all crying. of Mark is a story, but she just straight up told the story. Cause we need to know it. Love it. Yeah. We don't always need to dissect and come mm-hmm. up with 15 sub points no. of like, she just told the story. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it was as she like prefaced it. She's like, this might make y'all uncomfortable a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then she jumped into kind of like, uh, uh, just about the woman and the bleeding and, yeah. and all of what that entails. And I mean, I'm a studied man. I have a master's degree and I was, I was learning stuff. Like sure, it was opening course. up that yeah. because of the way she was explaining mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I very much appreciated that. Even if I squirmed a little bit and Emily, <laughs> Emily was snickering in the background, like, yup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine the fear that she had though? Like she had to talk herself into like even going into town. Oh yeah. Cause she wasn't allowed. No, she wasn't allowed. Yeah. Like what she had to process and what she had to go through to get herself into town and with all those people, knowing she could be seen at any moment, someone's mm-hmm. going to recognize her mm-hmm. and for her to actually be like, I'm doing this. Like mm-hmm. what she went through mentally was wild. Like, do I have, do I have the energy to, right. Because she, re- do this. she had, and if it doesn't work, and if it doesn't work, this is the, my last thing. Yeah. And she did it. And it, and it just shows that it, it paid off. He was right there. Mm-hmm. He was right there for her. He knew it. Like, and it, this is exactly what it, this is exactly how we should look at it in life. Like, even though we may not get the outcome, like she got this wonderful outcome, yeah. but she's still, like she, he was still there when she came to him. Yeah, he saw her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. And then, you know, you got to love the disciples. We're like, what are we doing? <laughs> I, what so are we doing? Who do I identify yeah. with? Yeah, that would the be me the disciples. Sure. Yeah, you're I, on like, a mission, right? I like secret service. Like, let's do this. <laughs> like, back up. Jesus is coming. <laughs> like, I, I got to go clear this crowd out. We got yeah. a healing. To, what the heck are you doing? Get, <laughs> somebody get him. Like, what is he doing? Like, 100%. That whole, like, uh, cats. Which, uh, fear of failure. The, the whole, like, yeah. what uh, ministry, the right ministry is what we got to go accomplish right now. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is the rut I fall into every single day. Mm. Yeah, and it turns out Jesus' timing is better than mine, in his process yeah. and his outcomes. And... <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Like so, I, my where my brain goes to as well is like the fear that she felt after. Yes, because his rea- his first reaction was probably unintentionally scary. Yeah, like who touched me? She's like, oh and shoot, like, I did something in wrong. In that moment, you go from like. Elated. Hope, and you're like, oh my gosh, it worked. Hey, right, it was what great. a bunch of like, it was yeah. And then it's like, yeah. you know, like She's the like clouds just came it. back yeah. and the weight. Yeah, so many um, emotions. Oh, wow. Like that's where, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. And he knew, that's why mm-hmm. he got down with her and he like comforted her and like told her. Yeah. Because even, even in her, 
life, she probably was like, oh shoot, now I was going to take it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm going to be oh, punished. No. Yeah, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. I never thought about oh, yeah. it that way. That's what I thought of. It was just like, yeah, I'm still the I'm about disease. To lose this. I'm still this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I did not something wrong. I was going to go. Oh, yeah. And instead, she got affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fascinating because the last three weeks, Jesus did something, and immediately after, there was fear. Yeah. Uh, oh, like that, that just keeps running yeah, in my it's head. A, yeah. It's like calming the storm, yeah. casting out the it demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, the, and, this, yeah. and now there's this, like, if only, like, I thought if I could just touch your Ugh. garment, like, you know, it's like the apologetic nature of it. Right. Um, but how Jesus in every single one of those situations responded differently. Mm-hmm. And they all came as they were. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to button themselves up. They didn't try to make anything better before they approached him. They mm-hmm. just literally came at their worst. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense like when Jesus works, he pulls out the vulnerability. He has to. Um, yeah. Because like what you said, they, they came as like their natural response. Yeah. Like when Jesus truly works, mm-hmm. you can't, unless, you're, <laughs> unless your heart's hard, you can't like manufacture your response. And I think that that's, you know, if your heart and your posture towards Jesus is inquisitive at, at best, mm-hmm. like... You see, the disciples responded, like, oh, my gosh, like, what? Mm-hmm. What did he just do? This woman yeah. responded, like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, um, and I just think when when Jesus does his work, he pulls out those mm. natural responses. Mm-hmm. Um, he pulls out that that vulnerability, and he meets it where it needs to be met mm-hmm. uh, in such a beautiful way. It is. Whether it's teaching, whether it's comfort, whether it's compassion, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, he meets it in a way that he knows best how to. Mm-hmm. That's good. And they had to, and the the woman had to kind of overcome again all, all the the taboos that would put on mm-hmm. her and her own thoughts and feelings and whatever. Jairus, Jairus, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, the the local synagogue leader like had yeah. certainly heard. Think of what he had to overcome in his 100%. mind, culturally, emotionally, yeah. so to to approach Jesus and that was a big risk. There there was there was a stepping out. They both demonstrated faith because there was a stepping out. Yes. But Jesus met them, mm-hmm. met them in that vulnerability, in that vulnerable spot. And that's... And there's a thread of desperation through yes. all of these stories as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That in desperate situations, desperate situations push you to a place. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say where you have to give Jesus a try because I think that's minimizing it. But it's a, for Jairus, but it was like, mean. if my daughter wasn't dying... I'd probably be like the yep. rest of these guys, right? You know, but here uh-huh. it is. My daughter, I got, I have no other yeah. yep. option. The woman, I have no other option. The yeah. disciples in the boat, I have yeah. no, no other, other option. option. The demoniac, no other option. Yeah, right. And then Jesus shows up, and, uh, and he's I, the option that fixes. I just think I think there's such a profound truth there. I think about the woman yeah. too. Like when Jesus said, who touched me? She went from being a social outcast lurking in the shadows. To the spotlight. To yeah. all yeah. eyes. You know, obviously a creative yep. person. So I think, what would that look like on stage? You oh, know? yeah, like, totally. You know, everything else, blackout. Yeah. Spotlight. Spotlight. Um, and then everybody started leaning in And then they over realized her. who she was. Oh. They didn't Sarah say something like when they realized it, they all... Like scattered. You can imagine that because of the laws, and they would have just. Because I'm sure she was known. I'm sure she was. She was right there alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wild too. Nowhere to go. She's literally like putting herself on display. Oh, she's not Jesus. No, Jesus put her on display, and then reversed the narrative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, flipped it. Which is like, 
Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like everybody left going, she's okay now. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to process it. Yeah. She's trying yeah. to process it. Everyone's trying to process it. Yeah. Mm. And also, like, I don't remember if Sarah said this or I just thought this. So credit to Sarah <laughs> if, if it's a Sarah thing. But, and he, so he helped her and he did what you said. Like, he kind of flipped the narrative, shone a light on the situation. He's helping her and he's helping Jairus's daughter. It's like two people in society that are kind of like, I don't know, who, not who cares, but like, don't worry about them. Mm. They're disconnected from reality. Yeah. In a lot of, res- yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. And like, why are you helping this woman? There's more important people you could help. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. even for Jairus, like, well, it's just his daughter. It's not like his son is dying. Mm. And don't we do that do to ourselves I mean? too? Yeah, I'm not important enough. Why That's would an he... interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. We do it to ourselves too. I'm not important enough. He won't waste his time on me. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Sure. Yeah. What do you guys think about Sarah's statement that we are all prone to fear and doubt? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. I disagree with that. I'm perfect. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> As we all said at the day. beginning. She's so wrong. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Okay. All the time. In a different way. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, if, if you don't, if you don't have fear and doubt, you're lying. Yes. And, and if you're, if you're lying, then I'm afraid for the posture of your heart. Yeah. Yeah, like if, if we can't, so it's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. If you don't have fear and doubt and questions, I mean, Thomas was a disciple and he's right. doubting Thomas. Like <laughs> we said that we, yeah. you read the Psalms and you see David, like in my own life, like yeah. if you don't, I have fear and doubt every day Yeah, for all manner of things, for my family, for mm-hmm. my job, for my. Mm-hmm. And do you think they didn't have tons of questions and tons of fears and doubts the entire time they walked with him? Oh my oh, gosh. The conversations were probably human. insane. Yes. The only person who didn't have fear and doubt was Jesus. Well, why are that way? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, the disciples in the last two weeks as well, they mm-hmm. responded, who is this yeah. man? Yeah. I think it goes back to your point too, is like, we need to normalize the mm-hmm. fact that we do this mm-hmm. and not, ex- not, not any reason to like excuse bad behavior because no. of it or yeah. any of that kind of stuff, totally. but just storytelling, like What's going on with you? What are you feeling about this today? How are you doing with this today? I'm not doing well, or I'm doing fine, but here's what I'm thinking about, or whatever. We, yeah, we just need to do that better. Mm-hmm. I think both both personally and corporately, um, because it's fine. Yeah. I think, I'm, I don't want to obviously speak for God. I think he would rather us argue with him yes. every day mm-hmm. than just back away thousand percent because those conversations are going to take you so far yeah we can just tell from his character that that's what he would want Mm. and what's interesting is he handpicked the disciples yeah right yeah Yeah. and depending on your theology he chose us right Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) um but he handpicked these disciples Mm -hmm. like it's not like he they were given to him right right he chose the zealot right he chose the tax collector yep you know, he chose the regular fisherman. Yeah. Like so we could all relate. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a sense in which, yeah, he didn't he didn't pick the perfect, the perfect bunch of people. They, he picked he did pick them. You know, we've done movement of misfits already, mm-hmm. but he yeah. picked the misfits. He did. Um, for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so he fully inten- he doesn't intend that road to be plain sailing and easy yeah. and you know smooth all the way. No, he intends it to be rocky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, inquisitive and doubtful. And, yeah angry at times mm-hmm. yeah and I, I just keep it's been a big thing for me i just come to the realization i, I would 
argue, in my own opinion, God is more honored by the journey than the destination. Yeah, I and see what you when mean. When we that, wrestle yeah. with these questions, when we walk the hard path, when we go through the hard suffering things, even if we don't get blessed with a miraculous healing or whatever that might be, like that, that doesn't mean it's a failure. Mm-hmm. Walking right. through that with mm-hmm. God, wrestling with Him in these issues, that honors and glorifies God, and that's a demonstration of faith even if the end state mm-hmm. isn't some buttoned up little thing. Mm-hmm. And we especially don't need to get it all buttoned up before we come to him. Right. Absolutely uh, not. And very simply, why are we trying to hide something or not bring it to him when he already knows anyway? <laughs> he already yeah. knows. Mm-hmm. So why, Touché. like, why are we trying to, why are we fighting it so much? Like he already knows everything. He already knows what's going on with you. And then just, yeah. Why fight it? Right. Be that simple. The, yeah. There's, there's this, I, I believe like the root of a lot of it is just pride. There's just different yes. levels of pride in all of us where for me, like I want to be self-sufficient. I want to mm-hmm. be like competent. I want to be all these things. Um, but he didn't really ask me to do it. No. So yeah, I think sometimes I'm, well, I think Sarah made this point too about the disciples. Like, don't hear me wrong, but like, if I could, I would like lead him for a couple minutes. Like Jesus, like ju- just maybe this way. Let's try it this way real quick. You come with me this time. <laughs> Let me show yeah. you what I think we should do. And then we'll see. There's a video you on know. TikTok. I almost <laughs> sent it to you and now I wish I would have because you would have appreciated this. There's a video of a woman who is in the in a car. Oh, you've told me this late. Yeah. And she's, she's like, insane. she goes, she's in her car and it's the whole concept of Jesus has taken the wheel. So oh. she's in her car and like. The the point of view you're supposed to have is Jesus is driving her, mm-hmm. and the whole time she's trying to tell him what to do. Yeah, yeah. Get off. You want to take that exit? Oh, you're you're going over the speed limit. Like she's bossing him around. Uh, yeah. And she's like, well, oh, you're right. You're you know you know the best way. Okay. And it's valid. Yeah. Like she's literally passenger seat driving him, and he's the one that knows all. And she and but she's catching herself as she does it. Yeah. Yes. And it's it just it was a very simple, sweet, funny video, but it's very real. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And, well, I, go ahead. and I do think uh, I, so I, you're super helpful, Sarah, and like helping us. How would we like chew on this with God and go through that? I guess maybe another practical aspect for me is like with somebody. That's good. Like ask those questions to a human. Maybe not even, maybe not necessarily even to somebody, but maybe just ask those questions in someone else's presence so that they know I'm asking them mm. to, to maybe verbalize some of those fears mm-hmm. and the difficulties that I'm having, mm-hmm. uh, you know, following G- like Emily, poor Emily. She's like on the receiving end of my word vomit all the time. <laughs> like, this is what we're, this is what I'm feeling and going through. And mm-hmm. that's helpful. And even, and I'm an extrovert, even for introverts, th- there's a reason that there's a church right. that God created that we're supposed to bear each other's burdens and encourage mm-hmm. each other. So there's value in going to God individually, of course. Yeah. I think there's such a value in finding a spouse, a friend, a family mm-hmm. member, yeah. a, a pastor, whoever that yes. might be, to help you. Yeah. Maybe help. Maybe help you process. Mm-hmm. Maybe help you find an answer, but also maybe just to sit with you mm-hmm. and go, I don't know either. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Minutes. Oh yeah, it's back to that eight-minute eight thing. Minutes. Yeah. Um. Okay. We're at our time, so mm. let's talk about today's discipleship question. Um, how does this picture of Jesus compel me to live differently? And then also, Sarah has a couple extras, which are really good. Um, how is he changing my perspective? Or if you're in your chair time, like how, how do you want to change my perspective? Can you show me 
a different perspective. That's another way to ask it. Um, how is he moving me from fear to faith? How are you moving me from fear to faith? Um, yeah, those are the questions. I think I'm going to have a day where I'm just like thinking a lot today, yeah. but, um, Thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully this was okay. This was a little more like discussion-y than like super, super practical for you, but um, hopefully it was helpful. And if you have um, questions or anything, like we said at the beginning that you want to submit, please do that. Please. Um, at whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark. You can also, like I said at the beginning, find the sermon there, studies, materials, all kinds of things. Um, and we'll be back next week where we'll conclude this season whatever season these five episodes are. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys have a good day see Bye. ya Bye. Bye.